Welcome to the South Carolina State Library's podcast, Library Voices SC. I'm Curtis Rogers, Communications Director, and today I'm pleased to have with us back in our podcast studio two of our very own State Library staff members, Carrie Jashun and Sarah Pettis. And they both work in our Collections Management and Digitization Department, and they are here again with us today to share some interesting items from our collection. So welcome back to the podcast. Thank Hello. you. Um, and so it is late October, and we are all, you know, getting scared for Halloween. So we thought we would talk a little bit about um, ghosts and ghouls and stuff in our collection that, you know, might be just too scary to talk about. <laughs> but anyway, they found some great books, and we're going to have links to them on our uh, podcast website. And Carrie's going to go first today and talk a little bit about the Blue Lady of Hilton Head, who I have never heard of, and uh-huh. also The Legend of Alice Flagg. So oh take gosh. it away. You've never heard <laughs> of never the Blue heard of Lady the Blue of lady. <laughs> But okay. I imagine that she's probably blue. Yes. She's <laughs> is she sad or is she really blue? She's very sad and she wears blue. Oh, yeah, that's okay. a little aesthetic okay. going on. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the story goes that Caroline Fripp was a daughter of a lighthouse keeper in the Leamington Lighthouse in Hilton Head. And this is in the late 1800s, maybe about like 1880s. And um, during a particularly awful hurricane in the summer of 1889, Caroline was helping her dad uh, in the lighthouse keep the light lit so ships out to sea will Mm -hmm. not crash into the shore. Um, So her father suddenly collapsed, and they don't know if it was a heart attack or if it was exhaustion, because this is like a Cat 3 hurricane. And um, she stayed in the lighthouse with her father all night, keeping the light lit and trying to take care of him. And when finally morning came, the weather calmed down. She took her dad down to the bottom of the lighthouse, and he he died mm-hmm. uh, suddenly. And she was so grief-stricken that she just did not stop crying. Mm. And so she was known for wearing her blue dresses, being all mm-hmm. you know pretty in her in her blue dress. And uh, she was seen going back and forth between the lighthouse keeper's cottage and the lighthouse, crying. This is while she's still alive. Mm, she's mm-hmm. crying, and she goes and keeps the lighthouse lit every night. And uh, at some point, several weeks later, she just dies. Mm. They think she died of a broken heart, mm. of watching her father die. And uh, some say that you can still hear her crying uh, for the grief of her father. And many spot her in her blue dress, walking around the lighthouse during hurricane season. Mm. So... Uh, there's some stories where teens would go and hang out by the lighthouse at night, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> doing teen things. As teens do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, she would appear in their headlights crying, and they would just book it out of there. Mm. Uh, and her last name's Fripp, so is that Fripp Island? Because I know there's Fripp Island in the Low Country. I do not know. That That's might a be question. a connection there. Possibly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the Blue Lady, if you ever see her crying... Just tell her you're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and let us know. Yeah. yeah. And let us know. It's like, I yeah. hate that happened to you. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's so Give sad. her some comfort. She's just so <laughs> upset. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's a sad ghost. She probably just needs consoling, and that way she can, you know, cross over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she needs some <laughs> grief counseling. Let that grief <laughs> flow through her. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh. All right. So the legend of Alice Flagg is a little... 
a little different. Mm. So if you ever visit All Saints Church on Polly's Island, you might come across a tombstone with just the name Alice written on it. Mm. No dates, no no last name, no in any information, just Alice. This mm. is a thing. Um, so this is said to be the grave of Alice Flagg. Uh, she was a wealthy young woman in South Carolina Low Country in the early 19th century. She had many siblings, uh, but they all died except for two. I think she had seven siblings. Mm. And her father died when she was about five years old. So her older brothers kind of became the head of the household mm-hmm. and took care of her and her mother and uh, all the remaining family mm-hmm. members. So Alice was considered troubling by her brothers because mm. she was independent mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, how dare she? headstrong. <laughs> <laughs> how dare she think uh, for herself? She probably <laughs> asked questions. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted her to be, you know, the typical Southern mm-hmm. socialite. Mm. And uh, she fell in love with this young man who was in the turpentine business. So he would make, like, chest rubs and uh, other medical creams for abrasions and things like that. Hmm. And at first, her brothers were like, that's pretty cool because they were both doctors. So, Uh like, he makes medical stuff. We're Mm -hmm. medical people. Mm -hmm. But then they found out that he doesn't come from a wealthy family. Mm -hmm. He's like a make-it-yourself man. Uh, And uh, they wanted her to marry mm -hmm. someone someone on the top. Mm And so they said they can't, you can't see him ever again. Mm. And she was devastated. And they sent her away to boarding school in Charleston. Mm. And uh, while she was there, he, the man that she liked, he remains unnamed. Mm. The man that she liked followed her to Charleston mm. and continued to court her. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Secret romance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, on, the ne- on New Year's Eve in 1849, Alice was at a party with all her friends at school and presented an engagement ring. Wow. Ooh. So she is now engaged to this mystery man. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so she goes home because she gets really sick. Mm. Like, the next day, she's mm-hmm. suddenly completely ill, incapacitated. Mm. She's uh, weak. And they think it was yellow fever because mm-hmm. there was a yellow fever epidemic in Charleston mm-hmm. around that time. Multiple times, I heard. Mm-hmm. And she probably also had consumption. You know, back then mm-hmm. people just got consumption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's sent home and she's sick and she's weak. And so her brothers are so worried. And they go to take care of her and they see the ring. Mm-hmm. She had tied the ring on a ribbon and wore it around her neck Mm. under her dress so no one would see because she knew her brothers would Mm. be like what's Mm. that (laughs) and so um her brother in a fit of rage ripped the the ring from her neck Mm. and threw it into merle's inlet oh man and she just was devastated. She mm. just was crying and crying. All these women ghosts crying. I'm so <laughs> sorry. But she was crying and in her weakness of being sick, she would even just like fall out of bed and just desperately try to find the ring on the floor oh. or mm. in the drawers. Mm-hmm. And the people um like her family would try to like placate her, but no, she was just inconsolable. And uh, a couple of days later she died. Mm. Some say she also died of a broken heart, mm-hmm. but also probably yellow you know, fever. Yeah. Yellow fever. <laughs> <laughs> a virus. It said that her last words were to her brother saying, Keep your ring, Allard. I shall find my own. Ooh. And then she died. Oh my so goodness. 
But um, after she died, people began to see her around the house, Mm -hmm. still looking for the ring, looking in drawers, looking under Mm -hmm. the bed. And uh, people started to leave trinkets Mm -hmm. on her grave uh, to try and soothe her soul. Like, here's a ring. Please stop Mm -hmm. appearing Mm -hmm. before us. Mm -hmm. But it never really worked. Some say uh, if you walk around Alice's grave backwards 13 times, very specific, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you'll see her spirit. Hmm. Others say if you walk around her grave nine times, you'll find her missing ring. Hmm. And some say if you walk around her grave three times, all the rings on your fingers will disappear. Wow. Yeah. So the folklore of Alice you know, may come from the blank grave mm-hmm. titled Alice because some say that she may not have actually existed. Mm. Some church records say that she did exist. It's all just very convoluted. Mm-hmm. They think like with the blank grave, it might have just been made up. Mm. But, uh, yeah, or somebody who wanted to create a really good story for future generations. Right, yeah. And some <laughs> yeah. think that she was just physically buried somewhere else. But Or it was a, a tombstone maker who had a tombstone left over. Or <laughs> <laughs> and just placed it just somewhere. Just put Alice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep it a mystery. Or it was for someone, uh, a different Alice, mm. and they didn't pay her. And so that he just left off the last name. Right, right. Some, depending on who you talk to, some think that they left her name just Alice because she wanted to marry this guy who was a nobody, a no name. Uh, And she didn't want to keep her family name. So it was kind of like a a wink and uh, Mm -hmm. at her brothers. Yeah. You know, saying like, Mm -hmm. this is what I want. I don't Mm want to be, you know, Alice Flag. I want to be. Right. Or wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Kind of like a, a throw in her family's face. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Forever. Yeah. That rebellious <laughs> young lady. But if anyone ever <laughs> walks around her grave and they lose their ring, let us know. That's, That's three an times. odd number three of times. times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no what, if you, what if you walk around three times, then stop, then nine times, then stop, then 13 times? That would be like... And then you also die. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you, get, the you get your steps in. Yeah. yeah, you get all your steps <laughs> in. You lose like a pound. <laughs> you can treat yourself to some dessert later. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Just keep walking. <laughs> Rings will fly at you from all directions. That's right. <laughs> Fascinating. Very cool. So that um, and you um, cited a couple of books mm-hmm. um, about Blue Lady of Hilton Head and the legend of Alice Flagg, and that's Haunted South Carolina: Ghosts and Strange Phenomena of the Palmetto State, and that's by Alan Brown. And then Lost in Legend: South Carolina's Coastal Ghosts and Lore by Bruce Orr, and both of those are in the SC Lens collection. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right, and Sarah, you are going to talk about the ghost hound of Goshen and Julia Legree. Legree, yes. Yeah, we were talking about the, you know, common mispronunciations of South Carolina names, and Julia's last name is spelled L-E-G-A-R-E, but in South Carolina, that's that's pronounced Legree. Legree, I don't get it. I know, it's it's hard. Yeah, Legree, Legree. Potatoes. It's probably potatoes. that that deep <laughs> Charleston accent. That's exactly that my grandmother has that I can't <laughs> seem to like copy because it's so. It's genuine. Specific. It yeah. is. Uh huh. Yep. Um. Anyway. But yeah. So I um. Well, I did want to say we have so many more books about mm-hmm. the haunted, just all of South Carolina, because mm-hmm. I like to tell people that. 
pretty much all of South Carolina is haunted. Mm-hmm. We have them for like all the regions, mm-hmm. <laughs> all the different places. Ghosts of the upstate. There's, there's ghosts, g- there's <laughs> legends, there, you know, just all the things. Everywhere. Um, uh-huh. And so uh, it was really fun. A lot of these stories are in multiple books. Mm-hmm. Like there's multiple accounts of like the gray man, which is a really like, more famous one but he's in like all of them Mm. oh he's in every ghost story yeah (laughs) so it was more like our our research kind of looked like what are all what do all the different accounts say right Mm -hmm. because they all say a little bit different things so um yeah so the first story i want to talk about is the ghost hound of goshen um and so i looked at legends and lore of south carolina by sherman carmichael and spooky south carolina by se schlosser and so this goes back to the days before the Civil War. There's an area of South Carolina called the Goshen Township. Um, so it, this is sometime between 1850 and 1852. Some stories say it's an, an, a peddler, an, a traveling salesman, and his dog were passing through this township at the same time that a murder happened. Mm-hmm. And there were no leads as to who the murderer was. So the people just were like, you're new. Mm-hmm. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. You did it, obviously, with no evidence right of course, <laughs> of course. just he's new so like you know yeah. who's Can't to say somebody the under the bus guy. yeah mm-hmm. poor guy um and so there was like not really a trial but the peddler was hanged and the dog just mm. stayed by his side mm. um and then they tried to run the dog off but he wouldn't leave his master and the hound mm. stayed um by the grave of this peddler and howled constantly just Aww. making Aww. all this noise as you would um, and the townspeople just got so fed up with all this noise that they stoned the dog to death. <gasps> and then That's so brutal. They, you know, was left in the woods. And then shortly after this, travelers reported seeing a big white hound scaring their horses along the old Buncombe Road, um, where all of this kind of went down. Mm-hmm. And so the dog would follow the travelers until they reached the graveyard where the peddler was buried, and then it would run through the locked iron gates to the grave and disappear Hmm. Um, and then one account said um, years later that this wicked old man (laughs) who lived on old Buncombe Road confessed to the murderer on his deathbed clearing the peddler but of course Mm. it was too late it's too late so um, and so then in another account in the spooky South Carolina book um, and so when the salesman was accused of murder. The dog kept biting the townspeople as they were like trying to string him up and everything. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, and then <laughs> they, they shot the dog and he limped off. Aww. So they didn't see him die because um, he was attacking all of them. Um, and then, but then the town realized that they had the wrong person and they're like, oh, well, then we'll give him a proper burial mm. on this old Buncombe Road. Um, but the guard, the dog was standing guard at the side of the body and like wouldn't let anyone touch it. Mm. And so then. The body stayed hanging and gave off this terrible stench because it's the South Carolina heat. Mm-hmm. And that would be, that would Oof. that would smell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, people started avoiding the area. And so weeks later, a man passing by the site one night saw the, great, saw the red eyes of the great white dog and took off at once in the other direction. Mm. The dog caught up to him, bit him in the hand, and then disappeared into the mist. Mm. And the man, like, slumped against a tree in pain and was cradling his bloody hand and, like, stumbled his way home and was just, you know, so shaken up by all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, he learned that every person who was part of the hanging of this man had been attacked by the ghost of a white dog. Mm. 
Dun, dun, dun. What a good boy. Yeah, it's a loyal dog right protective. there. protective. Yeah. Um, and one little other thing, SCETV did a great story on this, mm-hmm. um, and I included the link. Yep, It'll and we'll have our, that on the podcast show notes. Page. But you can also probably easily Google it. Google it. <laughs> um, YouTube, and it was a really great uh, story on this of, you know, just other variations of the story. Cool. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then the other one I found uh, that I thought was interesting was the story of Julia Legree. Um, And I looked at Lost in Legend by Bruce Orr as well. Um, And then, again, Legends and Lore of South South Carolina by Sherman Carmichael. Um, So this uh, takes place on Edisto Island. Mm. Um, And there was an epidemic, probably yellow fever, (laughs) once again, (laughs) that swept through the area. And some accounts say this girl was six. Some accounts say she's a teenager. So Mm -hmm. a young girl Mm -hmm. of an age you choose. (laughs) <laughs> your choice, uh, fell ill. She died really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of took her. Um, and then one account says she was quickly entombed in the Legree crypt for fear of the disease spreading mm-hmm. to more people. Mm-hmm. Two years later, a brother was killed in the Civil War, and the tomb or the crypt was opened to put his body in there. Mm-hmm. And to the family's horror, the body of the girl was right behind. All the bones were like right behind the door. No So way. they had accidentally oh, yeah. buried her alive, which mm-hmm. is so depressing. Oh, man. Gotta oh, hate yeah. it when that happens. Yeah. And Terrible. so she was just so ill that, you know, she just probably seemed very dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had gotten out of her coffin somehow and then got to the door and then like couldn't get out because it was this heavy, mm. heavy door. Um, and so they put the other body and they like put her bones I think back in the coffin and mm-hmm. put the brother's body in there and um, tried to close the door but they could never shut the door after that mm. successfully and so legend says that Julia still haunts the tomb to this day and although the bodies have been moved the door like won't fully seal shut hmm. um, and so uh, and then one of the sources says that it I think yellow fever came through at that time, so it was probably mm-hmm. that. Um, and then another variation says the family had to delay the funeral of the girl for a few days so that out-of-town family could travel. Um, and because of the South Carolina heat, her body should have been decomposing. Mm-hmm. But when they brought her crypt, or her body to the crypt, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't decomposing at all. She looked perfectly fine hmm. and, like, beautiful and, like, angelic. Mm-hmm. Red flag, but mm-hmm. you know whatever. <laughs> um, and so they they put her in, they close the door, they go to open it years later, um, and it says that like a piece of the cloth was like stuck in the door, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one talks more about the caretaker and that he, every time he would kind of come through the I guess graveyard and stuff, like he would find the door open, mm-hmm. like time after time, and the door would be open, and he would like tell them, and they'd be like, well close it (laughs) um so it was like over and over and they tried to like seal it shut it was always come open again Hmm. so then they took everything out and then um it's like embedded in the floor of the crypt now they like you know like Mm -hmm. really stuck it in there Mm -hmm. and so that's where it has stayed Hmm. Mm -hmm. that reminds me of i don't know if either of you have ever heard of this but the phrase saved by the bell that when they would bury people in 
olden days, mm-hmm. and they would actually put a cord down into the coffin, and it was attached to a bell at the top so, because, you know, oh. the mm-hmm. art of medicine had not really <laughs> been perfected. <laughs> and so it was like, mm, can't really tell if they're dead or not, but we're going to bury them anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, but if they were to be able to wake up and they could ring the bell Ooh. and then they would dig you back oh, up. Oh <laughs> no, I think the phrase graveyard shift also came from those bells yeah. because uh-huh. someone would sit in the graveyard yep. and listen for the bells so they could dig somebody up. What about hmm. when the wind blew? Oh. Probably now I have questions about the engineering of this, but anyway. <laughs> well, it was probably a cast iron bell so that it wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. really pull the thing. Really had to pull it. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, weird. That's spooky. cool. That really gives a new meaning to the TV show. <laughs> I know. It, yeah, it does. Made by the bell. Yikes. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. On that note, <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, chatting with us about ghosts and all the weird goings on in South Carolina this <laughs> so time of year. Weird. Not only yeah. this time of year, but any time of year. All year. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Every yeah. Year. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so check out our uh, website. We'll have a list of all the books there. And also, thank you to our listeners. You can find Library Voices SC on Podbean, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio, or add us on your favorite podcast app. Our podcast website address is librarievoices.podbean.com. We also love hearing from our listeners, so please send us your comments and suggestions for future topics. Library Voices SC is the official podcast of the South Carolina State Library. Until next time, this is Curtis Rogers. Thanks for listening.